Well, welcome again to our Sunday broadcast here at All Nations Church in Bedford. Wherever you've joined us from today, we are so, so pleased that you're with us. Do say hi on the online chat. We really would love to connect with you. I don't know about you, but I'm really excited about this week ahead. Um, time for us to just pursue God, to pray, to ask for his wisdom and revelation. So I just want to encourage us all, let's avail ourselves of this opportunity and uh, get plugged in with that. Today, I'm sitting down. I know that's very obvious, um, but I also get the privilege of sharing with you a little of what we feel the Lord is saying to us as we look ahead. This would be what we would normally call a Vision Sunday, but we felt it was more appropriate to bring a sense of some next steps we feel the Holy Spirit is prompting us to take as we begin the term ahead. So I'll do my very best to set all that in some uh, biblical context with instructions from the Word of God. But I just want to begin by saying this. We as a leadership team are so grateful for everything that you, um, many of you have given yourselves to over this period in being um, so serving, supportive, encouraging, and just allowing us to continue to be the family of God. We do also recognise just how difficult and disorientating these last six months have been for so many. I know that many of us have felt disconnected in, in many ways. I know personally, I found it very, very hard not being in the same room with so many of you worshipping, ministering, encouraging one another as we do that. Do you know one of the things I've really missed? I've missed being at the door afterwards and catching up with a word and a hug. I've so missed that. And I've also missed being able to visit and serve precious brothers and sisters in other nations around the world. I'm longing again for the day when we can make those sweet reunions. I also am aware that this has had impact on jobs and finances and especially the way we have to work. I mean, things like masks and hand sanitizer and uh, physical distancing. Wow, those are just part of our world now, aren't they? I know many are praying that they will still have a job as we move forward. It's not insignificant, any of this, is it? Such changes can play havoc with our mental and emotional health. I know I've, I've had to battle with that on occasions. Just want to say this to you. If you're in that place, we do have an emotional and um, just a, a support line that you can phone people in the church who will willingly talk with you, pray with you help you if you're in that place. Please don't struggle on your own. Please don't be in silence about this. We would love to help you. We know that sometimes that can affect our relationships with each other and even the Lord. And we, we want to make sure that we are doing all we can to strengthen our relationships together. And most importantly, our relationship with the Lord Jesus. But you know, in the midst of all of those challenges, I have realised something very important. It's, it's kind of living out the theology. When the perfect storm hits our lives, and this has kind of felt a little bit like a perfect storm for so many of us, 
We have the perfect saviour who is with us and is our help and our strength and he is our deliverer. And the great news is that this hasn't caught our heavenly father on the hop. It hasn't left Jesus our Lord scratching his head. A Holy Spirit hasn't gone on holiday. Our God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit continues to reign and rule over this earth and he is fulfilling his promises to fill the whole earth with the knowledge of his glory. The great news is this, that even now he is awakening the lost and healing the hurting and continuing to build his church, even in ways that we don't always see and understand. And you know, we can testify that during these testing times that our God is faithful. Do you know, we began lockdown in March, reading Psalm 91. And verse four says this, he will cover you with his feathers and under his wings, you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. And do you know what church? That's been absolutely true. I don't know whether it's just my experience. Do you, do you see loads of feathers around at the moment? It seems this year more than ever, I'm aware of feathers. And it just reminds me that we have been covered by, by the shelter and the protection of our God. Last week in our broadcast, we got to give thanks, didn't we, for all the Lord's goodness to us over this time. We shared a video of some of the things that we've had the privilege of doing. I don't know about you, but it certainly blew my mind that so much of his grace and blessing has been released through us in spite of all the changes that we've had to walk through. Go and take a look at it on our YouTube and Facebook pages if you didn't get to catch up with it last week. I tell you what, I think you'll be really encouraged. So in all of this then, what is the Lord doing? What is this all about? Well, you know, when we ask such questions and we start to listen for his voice, it requires us to have great humility and sensitivity. But, you know, as I've been praying and asking the Lord about these things, I felt the Holy Spirit say this to me. This is an Acts 8 moment. This is an Acts 8 moment moment. Now, some of you are saying, what is he talking about? Well, let me try and explain. At the start of the book of Acts in the New Testament, Jesus promises his followers that they will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon them, and they will be his witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And do you know what, church? That's the assignment of every follower of Jesus. They are standing orders until Jesus returns. And what we then read in Acts is how that starts to work out. In Jerusalem, the Holy Spirit clothes those first believers with such power that thousands are saved and added to the church. Not without challenge or opposition, but incredible signs and wonders get worked in healing and deliverance. 
the hungry are fed, the poor are cared for. And a beautiful community of believers emerges that has massive impact on that city. And we read phrases like they enjoyed much favour and indeed they saw much breakthrough. But then we get to chapter seven. And one of the recently appointed leaders of the church, Stephen, again, a godly man full of the Holy Spirit, he is martyred, stoned to death by an angry crowd. And then we read in Acts 8, verse 1, the Acts 8 moment, this is what we read. On that day, a great persecution broke out against the church at Jerusalem. And all except the apostles were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. As I read this, I, I felt the Holy Spirit remind me that because we are an ends of the earth people, a regions beyond community, we cannot just stay where we are and never change what we do, no matter how fruitful and impactful what we're doing might appear. You see, this fruitful church had to get beyond Jerusalem and go to Judea and Samaria and eventually the ends of the earth. We, we are the recipients of that, that blessing that they took on board. Now, persecution became the vehicle by which the church spread and it actually grew because again, in Acts 8, we read this in verse 4. Those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went. You see, family, this was a reset moment for the church. It's kind of the Holy Spirit saying, remember what you were called to. It's time to go again. And so this is an Acts 8 moment. Now, please don't mishear. I'm not saying that this pandemic is persecution. What these guys in Acts 8 experienced, and indeed what many of our Christian brothers and sisters around the world are walking through in terms of persecution, is on a scale that we cannot imagine. Actually, we must pray for them. We must remember to pray for the persecuted church, because not only are they having to deal with that, but then on top of that, COVID-19. But you know what? I do feel that this pandemic is becoming a means through which the Holy Spirit is sending us again with his fire and power to spread the gospel of Jesus. And guess what? We have to get out of our buildings, our Jerusalem, to do that. So at this point, let me just give an update on that especially around buildings. And I know for those who have particularly been part of our South congregation over uh, these years, let me just give an update as to where we're at with this. At this stage, the Bedford Academy, where we met on Sundays, and indeed also the community centres in Jubilee Park and Faraday Square, they are not available for us to use. In fact, the Academy have said that for the foreseeable future, we will not have access to their facilities. I know that sounds a big blow to us, but it's having 
Words like that that make us then press into God and think about, well, how do we get to do this now? And I'll share a bit more of that in a moment. Our Northside building, which we're very, very grateful still to have as a resource, is vastly reduced in terms of its capacity because of physical distance rulings. A room that we would readily see 400 people in is now reduced significantly to around 50 people. So you see, in this season, what we once saw as our prime means of doing church and, and even sharing the gospel, namely the buildings that we had access to, inviting people into various things that we did, they're just not available in the same way. And what this has made us realise as a leadership team is that so much of what we did channeled our resources around making things like Sundays happen, drawing people into our buildings to connect with us. Look, nothing wrong with that. In fact, that's one part of us being a gospel people. But it has to be more than that, especially when the Lord's commission to us contains the word, go. So what are we going to do? Well, that's why I'm here a little bit today, just to share this with you. This month, it is seven years since we became one church meeting on two sites. 29th of September, 2013, we launched a second site in the south of the town. And we're so grateful for all that has been accomplished over this time. For the thousands, literally, of people who have been impacted and many who have been saved. But right now, we are sensing the Lord saying to us, it's too small a thing just to be one church based on two sites. For this season, you need to get bigger by being smaller and being one church that meets in multiple venues across the town of Bedford and beyond. And so that's what a leadership team at the moment, that's what we're praying into. That's what we're hopefully gonna take some time this week to bring before the Lord. And that's what we want to take some first steps towards as we look ahead. We feel we need to take advantage of what we can do under the guidelines issued by our government right now, rather than try and avoid what we can't. So being in smaller gatherings across the town, in places like homes or maybe being very creative, such as in places like cafes or, or parks, uh, as, as well as the buildings that we currently can use, that makes the best sense of that. This is actually an invitation to us to be creative in the Holy Spirit. How can we do this differently? I can see small groups meeting in Costa. By the way, there are other vendors available as well, just to say that. But we can be creative with the government's rule of six. That means that six different people can gather together. And it may be homes, it may be buildings, it may be other places outside. But you know, whatever it is, small groups are going to be key. And so I just want to give you a strap line for this next season, which we're sensing is something that we need to grab hold of. These are like the two things, I think, that we need to grab hold of. But the strap line is this. We are a family on mission. Building 
smaller missional families or communities of God's people that will make disciples that make disciples. Living out the life and witness of Jesus right where we are, connected by things like the broadcast and of course meeting where possible in in groups that allow that. But this is what we are, a family on mission together. And so I just want to share some very practical first steps around those two areas. We really have felt drawn to emphasize, and I say this in this season particularly, community and witness. So let me just start with community. Let me read a verse to you from Hebrews 10, 25, which I, I, I confess has made so much more sense to me in this season than perhaps um, it, it, it had before. Hebrews 10, 25 says, let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Do you know, I think we have to be, as I've said, creative and intentional about being connected. I recognize that for many of us, the temptation has been over this season to get out of the habit of regularly tuning into broadcast or connecting with other Christians. It's very easy to do, but it's vital that we don't ignore what the word of God says to us about connecting together, giving, as it were, our focus and priority to to meeting in some shape or form. I just want to say about the broadcast and its role. We recognize the broadcast is not the answer to everything, but it has been a means of God's grace to us to help connect us together when we have not been able to come into a room together. And so I want to say to to you, the broadcast, however the future unfolds, is is gonna be part of it. it. It may not be in the future, the means by which we connect together, but it will certainly be a means by which we reach out and by which we strengthen and keep one another um, connected together across the town and beyond. And so one of the things that we do hope to do over this next season is to invest a little bit more in that, to make it more accessible, and eventually to have some opportunities to live stream some of the things that we do. Because I I know broadcast is great, but we, we miss sometimes that sense of imminence, that sense of being in the room. And we hope that at least live streaming aspects of what we can do will make that more um, accessible to people. But I want to say this to you. Please make it a focus for you at this time. It's not perfect. We're learning. Please give us grace. Please come and be part of the community that we are and and encourage others to do the same. If you meet people who've said, oh, I've given up on this, I want to say to you, just, just gently invite them and encourage them to come back and and to be part of this. So that's the first thing, just to say something about that broadcast. The second thing is that we want to make a great focus again upon small groups. We want to connect as many as we can into small communities across the town of Bedford. We we currently have a number of groups that are, are meeting, they've been doing so well, thank you, leaders that you've, you've you've taken the initiative of caring and keeping connected but 
We're also aware that there are many, many, many others who at this stage are not obviously connected into a small group community. So one of the things that we want to do is to take advantage of the government rule of six. And so we want to try and divide, I suppose, the, the membership that we have and those that have said that they want to be associated with us, they've given us details. We're going to start by trying to make some suggestions of groups that you can be connected into. They might be with some existing groups or probably more the case, they will be new groups of people that we will, will seek to try and build together and help grow us on the journey of following Jesus. Now listen, there's always choice in this. No one's imposing anything. But we know that we cannot give up that, that, that commandment of the Lord not to connect together. We, we, we have to get together and follow what Jesus has says. So some steps that we'll do with that, we're, we're gonna get some of our leaders, small group leaders together uh, online or, or in some form over the next, um, next few weeks. And we're gonna start to suggest different groups that will meet together. So just keep your eyes peeled. And if you're already in a group, let me just encourage you to keep doing that. Um, it's gonna be a great opportunity for us to be creative and to have community together. We're also uh, gonna try and make our North Site building a resource for groups to use, to meet in. Obviously there's gonna be limitations on that and it won't be available all the time, but we want to use that which God has given us to be a place where we can gather in groups of six. Alongside that, we want to make the most of in the room events as we can at the moment, as the government allows. So alongside small groups, we're, as you know, we're doing Pursuing God at the moment. Um, we're looking, if we can get to this point and things haven't changed with what's going on in our country at the moment with the virus, we're hoping on the 4th of October to have um, it'll be limited places, but to have a broadcast watching uh, time in the North Site building where you'll sign in to come, but we can watch the broadcast together. It's also a Sunday where we're going to be uh, breaking bread. We'll be doing that obviously online. But for those who come in the room, we'll find a safe and COVID-19 uh, way of doing communion together as part of that broadcast. And we hope to build on that as the weeks go ahead. And, and some great news is that our youth are going to be back in the building. In fact, they started this last Friday, um, again, in groups of six, but, but using the space. And our young adults are also looking to get back in the building over the weeks ahead. So we're going we're to press forward with that. This is ways that we can keep connected. And I just want to give you a heads up that hopefully one of the things that will encourage us from the word of God as we do this is we're starting a new preaching series next Sunday out of the book of Exodus. And we're calling it, Let My People Go. And uh, Rich Eaton's gonna kick us off with that next week, which I'm so looking forward to it. And one of the things that we hope to get back on track are some of the notes and questions that we bring out of our preaches so that they can be a resource to use in our smaller settings. So that's something about community. I just want to, I can't emphasize it enough. Let's not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. And let's encourage one another to do that more and more as the day of the Lord approaches. 
And then the second thing and the final thing really I want to talk a little bit about is about witness. One of the things that we know is that just where he needs us, that's where he's placed us. And you know, God has determined the times and places for us all. You're not where you are by accident. The book of Acts tells us that God has set those things in place. And we have to see that where we are is where we're sent. And I, I just want us to grab hold of this, that therefore we're all missionaries. We always have been, but even more so now, as with this family on mission, witnessing and being part of that, that gospel community is who we are. And I want to encourage you more than ever to use all the resources at your at your disposal to make Jesus known. Use Alpha, which again has just started in the daytime last week. It starts in the evening on the 29th of September. Invite the socks off anybody that you know. I want to encourage you to give links to the broadcast. My wife's brilliant at this. She, she starts watch parties when we're doing the broadcast. A number of people have tuned in, including colleagues from work and members of our family. And they wouldn't normally come and watch services. So use the resources that are available. Use the online stuff that we are going to put in place over the next little while. Let me also encourage you to be good news where you are. Pray for the people around you. Pray for the people that you have immediate contact with. When you walk down your road, pray blessing on the houses. Pray blessing on every family. Reach out and be good news. Why don't you offer to help neighbours? Why don't you seek to be the answer when you see issues around you in your neighbourhood? We need to be good news right where we are. One of the things that we're also going to continue to do is open air church. Yeah, we know that soon the winter will be with us. But we believe that that's been such a blessing. It's been great to get out in that community. For me, it's been such a lifeline that we can stand and, and talk about Jesus. Do you know, I guess to my surprise, and probably to the surprise of many who've been involved in this, we have been so warmly received. And we're going to continue to do that. We've got another one, as you've heard again today. And I want to say to you, don't let it just be us that do things like that. As leaders, why don't you come and put yourself forward and say, I'd like to be involved in that. I'd like to be in the mix of it. I realize right now the rule of six means that we have to be very careful, but we can still gather in sixes. Let's remember that. It's not about what we can't do. It's what we can do. And so we're going to take the opportunities to do this and to make Jesus famous in our town and beyond. And finally, one of the things that we're also aware of in this season are many of the needs that are starting to emerge again in our community. Sadly, there are more homeless people back on the streets. As furlough ends and redundancies start, there will no doubt be many more needs around us. And so right now, we just feel almost a bit of a Joseph calling to start preparing and getting ready to help and be God's answer to some of those things. Yeah, joined with 
others in the town, other Christians in the town, but we're, we're feeling we need to be at the, at the center of that as well. So let me just remind you, we do have a compassion fund. We've been very, very blessed by people who have given into that fund, even over this period. And it's enabled us to help people with specific needs. Uh, and we just sense that that's probably gonna increase again. So can I just ask you, alongside the regular giving that I know you bring into the church, and thank you again, those of you who stood with us in finance, you, you've been such an amazing example of faithfulness in that. Alongside that, if we have that sense of being able to give into the Compassion Fund, it would be great to build up a storehouse of resource that we know we can use to bless those in need. Face-to-face, -face, that's our work with those on the streets, are looking over these weeks to start putting meals in place in, again, a COVID-19 safe way. But we're going to need people to come and be part of that. Back in the summer, we sent out a questionnaire. And what was so helpful about that questionnaire is we asked, were there people willing to serve? And so many of you said, we're, we're, we're willing to serve wherever you need us to. Well, we're going to need you. We're going to need you to serve, possibly in short notice, in some of these places, serving meals. We're looking again at how we might get food parcels to people who need it when that's appropriate, alongside the work that the food bank is wonderfully doing in that area. But there are many more opportunities, I'm sure, that will come that we will need to respond to. So I'm asking you personally, are you ready to come and help us? Will you be ready to come and when we need, for instance, to get stewards um, in the room to, to kind of oversee things, when we need people who will be practically minded with things like the broadcast, whether it's um, sound or whether it's setting up equipment or whatever it is, will you be willing to help us with that? Because this is a season where we're gonna need to be flexible, we're gonna to need to give ourselves in such a wonderful way so that the witness of Jesus can be seen through us in our town. So guys, this is an Acts 8 moment. Let's see the hand of the Lord at work in it. We're a family on mission together. We're going to get bigger by going smaller. Those promises of revival, of us being firelighters, of those seeing thousands come alive, they're still yes and amen. We still get to do the stuff. He's still building his church. But it requires us all to play our part and to be connected into this. So I'm inviting you. Let's give ourselves afresh to what God has called us to as All Nations Church. If you're tuning in and you're joining in and perhaps you haven't given us your details, maybe you wanna be part of a small group, maybe you wanna serve in some way, we would love you even now, just, just connect into us um, on the online chat or you can send an email into the 3C at allnationsbedford.org and we'll get back to you. But let's go church, come on. We're a family on a mission, and it's just a privilege that we get to do this in these unparalleled times 
that we're walking through. Just want to give us a moment right now, wherever you are, I'm going to stay seated because if I stand up, you won't see probably the best part. Um, but I want us to stand and I just want to have a moment where we say, Lord Jesus, here I am, send me. Lord Jesus, thank you for this Acts 8 moment. Help us right now to be creative, to be full of faith. We pray that all fear would go. We pray for healing and blessing to flow. We do pray, Lord, that you would move this virus out of the way, but we pray that you would also use it for your glory so that this town, this nation and the nations would be impacted and bring glory to the name of Jesus, finding faith in him and trusting him for all that is ahead. And Lord, we say to you, we give ourselves utterly, utterly in every way to bring glory to your name. We ask all of this for your glory. Amen. Guys, thank you so, so much for just listening this morning. And may we have a great week as we step into praying together and worshipping together over these days. The Lord bless you.